And I thought to myself, that's it, no more. I will become a millionaire. And I don't know why and if it was that language, but it felt like money was going to be the freedom for me. It was going to be the power for me to take care of myself because I always felt alone. Hello and welcome to The Daily Helping with Dr. Richard Schuster. Food for the brain, knowledge from the experts, tools to win at life. I'm your host, Dr. Richard. Whoever you are, wherever you're from, and whatever you do, this is the show that is going to help you become the best version of yourself. Each episode, you will hear from some of the most amazing, talented, and successful people on the planet who followed their passions and strive to help others. Join our movement to get a million people each day to commit acts of kindness for others. Together, we're going to make the world a better place. Are you ready? Because it's time for your Daily Helping. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Daily Helping Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Richard, and we have a phenomenal guest to share with you today. Rock Thomas is a rising global phenomenon impacting millions of lives. He's inspired 72 million people to take action. He's a serial success entrepreneur, a Tony Robbins mastery level trainer, and he created the global movement, the hashtag I am movement. He's the make it happen expert, and he's here to talk to you about transforming your life. Rock, welcome to the show. I'm going to record that, listen to it every time when I get up first thing in the morning. <laughs> I love that. Rock, I, you know, one of the things that I love to do with my guests is to hear their unique stories. And yours is certainly powerful and inspirational. Talk to us about what it was like for you growing up in Canada. And I know that there were some very influential things that happened to you in your youth, secondary to your relationship with your dad. Let's start there and then we'll move forward. I've learned that wisdom is passed down from our parents to us as children or your guardians to, to the children, whether you like it or not. It's like osmosis. You absorb the programming from your parents, good, bad, and ugly. And what I absorbed from my parents was a work ethic, work hard on a farm, get up, get out there. It's cold. It doesn't matter. The animals need to be fed. And that born in me, this incredible work ethic that served me my whole life. But for every lesson you get, there seems to be this polar opposite lesson was I felt alienated. I felt alone. I felt uh, unloved at times. I felt insecure, afraid. And that played out in school. I isolated myself because that's what I was used to. And as the youngest of seven children, it was really hard for me to feel worthy of life giving me abundance. So I settled for scraps of life. I got the leftover clothing. I got the leftover love. I got the leftover food. And I got bullied. So I tried to play the nice kid. I tried to get love by doing favors for the rest of the family. But after a while, when that strategy doesn't work anymore because people bully you, the brain looks for different ways. And I think it was around 13 or 14 years old, I was being beaten up by my brother for what felt like the 20th time. And in Canada, we, we have snow. So we typically put snow in each other's faces, headlock snow. And I, I swallowed some snow. I couldn't breathe. And I thought I was going to die. And in that moment, I burst out like the Hulk from my brother's grip. And I stared down on him with you know the veins popping out of my neck. And I remember like it was yesterday. And I thought to myself, 
that's it, no more. I will become a millionaire. And I don't know why and if it was that language, but it felt like money was going to be the freedom for me. It was going to be the power for me to take care of myself because I always felt alone. And it was that birth of the entrepreneur in that moment that I think my experience is most people cushion that. They run away, they take a pill, they, they get addicted to something and they don't utilize the force. I didn't have, I ran to my father. He said, you got to take care of yourself. I'm not going to protect you. We had no TV. I had nothing to go to. Luckily for me, it was a defining moment in my life. And ever since then, I've always felt confident. I can always figure things out. It's amazing that even at that young age, at the 13, like the snow in the face, the choking on the snow is that kind of pivotal moment for you. And yet you said something that was very interesting. Your your father said he wasn't going to help you. How do you think that really influenced your development? You know, there was many events when I, I think as a young man, you want your dad to be proud. They say that a child doesn't play sports to hit a home run or score a goal. They, they play those sports so they can look up in the stands and see their parents looking down on them, being proud of them. They want to be seen. We want to be seen as humans. And when we're not, we get a gun and we go shoot people in a, in a school because we feel disconnected. We don't belong. So for me, Many attempts I've had at making my father proud of me fell on deaf ears. He, he went through the war. He was abandoned as a child. He had pleurisy. He was put up in the mountains. He just took the downloading from his parents. But for me, there's no question in my mind that it's played out in my relationships. I had trouble um, in my marriages believing that they could last because I never felt like somebody was always there for me. So I've had to do a lot of work a lot of therapy, a lot of rebirthing, a lot of courses, a lot of reading, a lot of things to really start to love myself and feel worthy of love of the world. And over time, I've allowed that to create an abundance mindset. You know, you and I talked about the importance and the, the neurological feelings of helping another person. The interesting thing is that how many times do you go to help somebody and they push it away? They're like, no, no, I'm fine. Or, you know, they, they, they don't take a gift because I think so many of us haven't learned how to receive well because we didn't receive the love early like myself. And I've become better at receiving, but there was a long period of time I pushed it away. So what helped you make that switch? So you, you, you were pushing it away. The help was around you, but you weren't willing to accept it. Was there a, a moment or a person who came into your life that helped you start accepting that help? So ironically, my father taught me many good things as well. One thing he taught me was that he didn't want to look at my report card. He just wanted to know what I had learned and how I was going to apply it in my life. Hmm. So when we would go out and do things on the farm, I'd help him a lot. I could, could spend time with him by doing carpentry. He would ask me times tables or he'd ask me to figure out certain things using mathematics. He goes, well, didn't you learn that in school? So he started to teach me that I could be rewarded by learning something in school and utilizing it in the real world. I became a phenomenal student. Later in my lear- life, I learned about the power of the words that follow I am, follow you. And I learned to expressively say, I am a great student or whatever I wanted to manifest. So from that, I became really, really good at learning, became hungry to learn, signed up for every course, I've read hundreds and hundreds of books, listened to podcasts, etc. And from that, I started to realize that being around enough teachers, whether it be you know Deepak Chopra, Lisa Nichols, Tony Robbins, all these people, that it's so important to learn how to accept and receive even just a compliment, which I would always downplay. 
So I started to let that land. I started to do exercises of holding my heart, forgiving myself, looking in the mirror and say, I love you. I love you, which seems so hokey for this you know, kind of macho farm kid. But once I started to do it over and over again, I started to feel literally my heart open and then feel more capable of receiving love, feel better about myself and stop that inner narrative beating myself up so much that I started to realize, geez, maybe I better help some other people do that too, because that's a programming that's pretty universal. And I know, Rock, that you started doing just that through your hashtag I am movement. Could you share with us about that and, and how you're using that to help people change their lives? Yeah. So in 2006, I wrote a book called The Power of Your Identity, The Words That Follow I Am Follow You, because I went from this little kid that was ostracized for having a lot of acne, my brothers and sisters calling me pizza face, to learning later that I could change the labels. Now, we're all given labels growing up. You're fat, you're short, you're ugly, you're stupid, you'll never amount to much, you're, you're dumb, whatever it is. We all have those what I call pizza face labels that have been offered or suggested to us by people we love, and therefore we tend to believe them, whether they're true or not. If I called you purple ears, you probably wouldn't be too upset. But maybe if you were called, you were short or tall growing up, and that you know has a resonance with you, and I refer to that, you might go, oh my God, oh my God, I'm too short. I can't play basketball. He's not going to choose me on the team. And we relate to it. So for a couple of decades, I called myself pizza face. I felt ugly. I put on women's makeup to hide acne. I woke up every morning. I looked at myself, hoping that there wasn't another blemish. Until I learned I could reprogram that. And I found a mentor, which is really helpful in doing that, is somebody you admire and respect that you can change the vision for. So let's say you're bad with numbers. Find somebody like Tom Cruise, who's dyslexic, who's really successful, and go, you know what? If he can do it, then I can do it. Tiger Woods, who's really successful, but he's also successful financing his money. He may have other challenges, but he's, he's a pretty good businessman with all the money he's made. So I chose Clint Eastwood. And I went from pizza face to giving myself the label of ruggedly handsome. And I just repeated it over and over again. And it transformed how I felt about myself and made me feel confident with relationships, etc. And now I use that virtually in anything I want to migrate towards. Uh, I, I grew up with a very serious German father. And I wasn't very playful. So I added the label of being playful, which has enabled me to laugh at myself a lot more. So whatever you are not that you feel you maybe would like to become, you can start to label yourself that way, repeat it over and over again, and you'll become more familiar with it and you can grow into it if it's something that's going to support you. Hey guys, Dr. Richard here. For the past seven years, I've been privileged to bring you incredible guests who are changing the world and can help you become the best version of yourself. I'm really excited to share with you a new quiz that I created based on my clinical training that will curate for you a custom list of my top episodes and actionable strategies to help you wherever you are on your journey. All you need to do is go to drrichardschuster.com to take it, and it's 100% free. You'll be taking the next step on the journey to unlocking the power of you. And I can't wait to see where you'll go. I want to spend a, a little bit of time, Rock, talking about your, your books. I know you, you mentioned the power of your identity, but you've also written 
a more recent book, Your Epic Life Blueprint. Talk to us about the inspiration for that book and what a reader is going to get out of that. So interestingly enough, I have on my poster board for 2003, I'm an author and a drummer. And I wrote that there because that's what I wanted to grow into, but I didn't believe it. And it took me three years to become an author and 10 years to become a drummer in a band, which is another cool story I'll save for <laughs> another time. But for me, the when I, when I released my first book, I was embarrassed about it because I didn't resonate with being a good writer. I was not so good in school. So I thought, who would want to listen to me? And all those little negative voices that some people have. But eventually, over time, I started to realize as it started to touch people's lives that it had a lot of value. And when I came out with the Goalcast video earlier this year, it went insane. A million people shared it. 72 million people saw it. It's their most successful viral video ever, including ones they've done on Tony Robbins and other people. So I'm very, very proud of that. But more importantly, I had 10,000 people send me personal messages. I had 100 people send me a message, long detailed message saying that they were going to kill themselves until they saw my video. And they didn't realize that the label had been offered by their parents or caregivers or the lack of the love was causing them to feel useless. And then when they saw my story, they said, I stopped it. I stopped cutting myself. I stopped burning myself. I stopped beating my head against the wall. I'm getting up off the couch. I'm going out to get a job. And this re lit my desire to create this I am movement because I've realized there are millions and millions and millions of people out there that are torturing themselves because somebody said, you're a piece of crap. And they just keep on repeating that to themselves without knowing the technology of simply your brain is a computer, garbage in, garbage out. Unfortunately, you download from your environment and most environments are polluted so now it's become, you know, my mission is to share this with people and say, you know what, you can take ownership. Yeah, you could be depressed. You could say, oh, I'm a loser. You could say, I, I, I don't get the lucky breaks. Or you could say, every day and every way, I'm learning more and more. I feel lucky today. I'm pretty blessed that I'm six feet above the ground. Yes, you can change your expectations and attract new things to you if you change the inner narrative. And that's something within your power. I love it. So powerful. And so we pick up your book and it has this blueprint for changing your life. Talk to us about some of the key tenets of that book. Yeah, I didn't really answer your question. I went off on a tangent. <laughs> <laughs> so to get to that now is what happened is I, I went from, from a real estate salesperson, actually from a farm boy. Uh, I had a mentor that encouraged and believed in me to become a salesperson. Then I became an average salesperson. Then I became the best salesperson. Then I bought the company and sold a billion dollars of real estate a year. Then I sold it, wrote a book. I became a coach to help people stop smoking, lose weight, triple their sales, and went on to become a speaker. All things I didn't have the identity for. That if you told me 20 years ago that I'd be a, you know, an international speaker and author, I would have laughed in your face. But you can grow into it over time. You don't have to climb Mount Everest by getting to the top. You just get to the next, ascend to the next level. And the reason I wrote Your Epic Life Blueprint is in my coaching, I started to do coaching about you know, 30 people a week over and over and over again. I started saying the same things. And I started to realize that I was getting tired of saying the same things. And people were paying me over $1,000 an hour to teach them you know, rule number one in the book or rule number two. So I thought, what if I record them 
and I put them into a book, I put them into a video series, and then they can listen to the content and then we can discuss it and it will accelerate the learning curve. And that's essentially what I did is I said, these are the top 10 things that I teach people that are struggling. And when they do them and they follow them, that's why I call them the top 10 rules of success. They actually, a rule is a shortcut to make a decision. If you follow rule number one, which is 30 minutes of personal development a day, and you enrich in your spirit, you know the impact that has on your soul, and on your mental nutrition, you'll live better. Rule number two is about the five steps to goal setting, which 97% of the population don't do. And even if they do them, they often do them incorrectly so they don't access the leverage of your RAS. So I kind of just went through what was most effective in the 30 plus years of personal development, jammed it into a book. And of course, there's video series that can come along with it too, if, if you want to. And it's been a lot of fun because now I've helped create over 40 whole life millionaires following this program and the success stories that have come from people that are living through them is, um, is, is amazing. That's fantastic. And so we, we got through rule number one. You'll just have to, for those listening, pick up the book so you'll get the, uh, the other nine rules and, and change your life. Rock, we're close on time. I know this is going to be a short episode. Where do you see yourself 10 years from now? What's next? Well, I think that when you help a child ride a bike for the first time, I would say, and this will resonate with you, the joy of helping that child, the moment they let, they, you, know, you let go of the back of it and they, the, the look on their face when they, they've got it is so fulfilling that this, at this stage of my life, I would say that I probably will spend um, a third of the, my time with family and close friends that I cherish because um, I spent a good part of my life working really, really you know, hard and maybe wasn't as conscious about being present with family. So I'd say about a third of my time doing that. I would say about a third of my time giving back, whether it be through charity or, or helping people, and probably about a third of my time you know, on this mission of speaking, coaching, training. I think, you know, luckily due to technology, we can impact a lot more people through tech, through, you know, webinars and, and things like that. I still think people need to get face-to-face and interact with each other. I do a lot of events around the world. We do adventure trips. I have a few mastermind groups. But essentially, I'd say that's how I see myself going forward. I'm 56, but uh, I still work out about four hours a day. And I love to move my body and I intend to defy the odds when it comes to the physicality um, because I believe that you're as, you know, you're as old as you are mentally young. I love that. That's, and there's actually science behind that as well, that we mm-hmm. essentially take on what we believe to be true, much like you know, your I am movement. And so if we think we're young and we're fit, that is our mindset and that's what happens in reality. So I loved hearing you say that. Uh, Rock, we're, we're, we're at time. I, I could talk to you for hours, but I know we just can't do it. One of the things, as you know, that I ask everybody who comes on my show is, could you share your biggest helping? And that is the single most important piece of information you'd like somebody listening to this to walk away with today. Well, I think that most people are struggling because they don't know what they don't know. And I'm going to give you an example is... I'm not somebody that goes to church regularly. And I think church is a place that you can go and you can get a structure and a belief system that may empower you to take action where you are often afraid. 
Or maybe you go to a certain, um, you know, like people go to different events like Tony Robbins and things like that, and they get a structure there. I would say that if you are not getting the fulfilling experience, fulfilling experience you want from your life, you're not happy, you're not feeling like you're making a difference, you're not feeling purposeful and having a meaningful life, then you need to be curious to find something else out. Just keep on grabbing other books, going to different events, talking to new people. I see far too many people settle for just because they're a fish, they think that water is the only way that you can live. Well, there's also animals that live in the desert, the birds that fly in the air. A fish doesn't go, oh man, you know, that bird's life sucks. He doesn't even know a bird is flying around. So I'm willing to bet that if you are not where you want to be, there's something you don't know. And if you're not willing to be young and curious and, and ask questions and meet new people, when I meet people, I ask them, what are you passionate about? What's your mission about? What are you excited about? I'm not interested in small talk, quite frankly. I like deep questions where I can learn from other people's experience. It gets my engine going. It gets me excited. So I would say to your listeners, keep on searching. There's an answer and there's a purpose and a meaningful life out there for you. Be young at heart and ask some really great questions to the people around you and watch yourself light up. I love it. Rock, where can people find you? So uh, on all social media platforms, pretty much Rock uh, Thomas. Uh, you can go to my website, rockthomas.com. Uh, my mastermind group, if they're interested in uh, meeting other people that are, that are you know, eagles, not uh, quacking around like ducks, you can go to goM1.com, G-O-M-1.com, and uh, learn more about our, uh, our platforms there. And you can also go to Facebook. I have a few Facebook groups where I do some lives for free just because there's some people that aren't in a position to enroll in any of our courses. And I'm happy to give that information out for free. So just uh, find me on Facebook. Perfect. And for those of you at the gym or behind the wheel, we will have everything Rock just mentioned at thedailyhelping.com as well as in the Daily Helping app available on Google Play and iTunes. Well, Rock, thank you so much for being here today. It was fantastic talking to you. It was a pleasure. Thank you so much. And to each and every one of you who tuned in today, thanks for listening to the show. If you like what you heard, go subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review because this is what helps other people find the show. But most importantly, go out there today and do something nice for someone else, even if you don't know who they are, and post it in your feeds using the hashtag MyDailyHelping because the happiest people are those that help others. 